0: Welcome to the Game and Going Deeper podcast, a podcast by the Game Brotherhood where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Your hosts today are the terrific trio, Michael Diorio, Callan Brecken, and myself, Matt Lancetal. Collectively, we have over 40 years experience in the personal development world, and if this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you. We each have our own coaching practice, but in this podcast, we're giving away all of our best stuff. Today we are talking about spirituality. Yay! I know all three of us really enjoy spirituality, so I'm looking forward to this conversation with you guys. Um, We're going to be unpacking four questions. So what does spirituality mean to you? What in your life brought you to spirituality? What does your spiritual practice involve? And where can someone start if they want to develop a spiritual practice? So we will continue these discussions, as usual, on the last Thursday of every month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout, where you will have a chance to share your experiences. That one will be on June 30th. This podcast and YouTube channel is listener and viewer supported. So if you really enjoy what we're creating, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page in the show notes and contributing to help us support the show or subscribe to the early access option on Apple Podcasts and gain early access to episodes. It helps us to continue making content for you and supporting our community. And we do thank you in advance. Also the game and Going Deeper membership doors are open and inside you get access to our new course, Building Better Relationships, our Healing Your Shame course and over 35 other coaching videos. You'll also have access to the private members only Facebook group. If you've been wanting to check out our membership, we're currently doing a seven day trial uh, complimentary, and you can head over to gaminggoingdeeper.com to check it out today. So, before we jump into the episode, I would like to read a review from one of our amazing listeners. So, this was um, from Glenn, and he said, First, thank you for allowing me in this group. I am so happy I found you guys. I love that I am not the only one with so many issues about myself. Also, don't feel so alone. Your energy is amazing. Thank you. That's really sweet. (laughs) All right. So spirituality, you know, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what do I want to share on this topic? And it's so, it's a massive umbrella, right? It really is a massive umbrella and it means something different to everybody. So um, I I first started off, I was really confused. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm just going to start writing down words that represent what spirituality means to me, or that can be in this umbrella um, that we call spirituality. And so I wrote down a bunch of words and I'm just gonna list them out. So awareness, consciousness, trust, meaning, faith, purpose, transcendence, ritual, sacred, contemplation, meditation, prayer, mysticism, religion, nature, holiness, virtue, morality, unity, and community. And I'm sure there's a zillion other words that we could throw in there, but those are the ones that came, came. And then there was um, a few things I started to kind of Google and I was looking for different meanings that different people have had. And there's actually a lot of science around spirituality and people doing like um, qualitative analysis on people and how they experience the sacred. And um, so it's really cool. The the intersection between science and and spirituality is very fascinating for me. Kind of that metaphysical, um, that world and quantum physics. So um, the search of the and and this was some of the things I said. So there was a definition, the search for the communion with the sacred. And I love the simplicity of that because it's so potent and it's so simple. The search for the communion with the sacred. Seeking the sacred that lies within us or outside us, right? When you get into kind of the meta of, of spirituality, like we, we we look at the universe and we're like, wow, like this is amazing. We can have this universal experience, but really we are that. So we are really just being in awe of ourselves, right? And And that's kind of this um, next layer that I'm really uh, exploring in my own spirituality is exploring unity consciousness and what it means to be, um, non-dual, right. That I can look at Michael and I can be like, we are the same. We, we come from this same divine energy and I can look at Callan and I can say the same thing. We are we're, we're, we're brothers. We come from this same energy. Um, so it's just something, it's really fascinating. I love this aspect of it. Um, and then uh, there, this was another definition. Um, spiritual, spirituality involves our capacity to dig deep and find the greater meaning in life, to align ourselves with a purpose that extends beyond ourselves, to find relationship and unity with something greater, such as nature, God, or the transcendent. And you know, when, when we, we use the word God, in spirituality it's an all-encompassing term it 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 doesn't have a denomination it can be whatever you want it to mean and um you know higher power these sorts of things the universe um i use all of these these phrases very interchangeably when i speak about um the spirituality so i just wanted to note that as i'm talking throughout the podcast i will be using those terms um and then many people turn to spirituality during challenging times um and these are kind of the two reasons um that i identified so to explain that which not readily is readily explained by facts and direct observation so when when there's something that we experience and there's no there's nothing that can explain it science can't explain it and we're just like what is going on there's something happening here that's usually when um i connect to my spiritual self when i need answers about something that i can't find in in tangible reality um and then the other thing is to provide purpose and inspiration i think those are two really big things uh, on the journey of spirituality that i have received um, is purpose and inspiration um so I'll, i i want to go last actually in in this order so i want to i want to throw it off to um for the first question um I'll throw it off to Callan.
1: And the question is, what does spirituality mean to you? Well, for me, um, spirituality means, I think, two things. Um, The first one is having some sort of a practice that, like, you, you know, whether it's an observed or whether it's just, you know, meditation, something like that. Um, And then the other part is spirituality is... An understanding that there is a consciousness or something that has a consciousness or some sort of something that's bigger than myself, that knows more than me, it understands more than me, it's a bajillion times smarter than me, and it's kind of like the fabric of the unknown. Um, and because, you know, there's, there's still so much unknown, right? So for me, my spirituality is understanding that I am not the be-all, and all I might be in my world. My own little brain world but like i am not the be-all end-all there is something bigger than myself there's something greater than myself and appreciating that and having a relationship with that and with that concept and with that idea Mm -hmm. um and i really i didn't grow up religious um and i really pushed against it because I knew I was gay from basically the moment I walked out, um, which and I now was a C-section baby. So I, I didn't even walk out. I was like, <laughs> um, but the moment I could really comprehend things, I knew that I was gay. I knew I was different. And I knew that organized religion told me that I couldn't do that. And so I, I pushed against spirituality in that kind of sense for a long time. Um, And I'll tell more about this later, but as I got older and I started having that appreciation for something that was greater than myself, I was like, okay, well, just because it doesn't look like this doesn't mean that I can't have that relationship for myself. Mm. Um, So for me, that's what spirituality really encompasses is it's my chosen relationship that I have with the thing that is bigger than all of us that we can't explain. Mm. Yeah. So what about you? What about you, Michael?
2: Yeah, perfect. I think you said it. You said it very well there, yeah. And, and both you guys said great. <laughs> really, because I thought I was a mess. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what what I would say, and I, I agree completely. Uh, for me, and I think you made a very good point that it's a very individual journey, and it's very individual to all of us. And uh, you know, I'd go and say as well, there's no right or wrong way, right? And that's not the point of this podcast either, by the way. I think we all have we all have a connection to that thing whether you believe it or not, it's that connection is there, right? That's the great thing about spirituality that I believe is that whether you want it to be there or whether you believe it or not, it's there, it's happening. So for me, I would say, yeah, it's it's that connection to something greater than myself um, more than this body, more than my mind, more than my feelings, just, just, just more. And it's a knowing, I would say at this point, it's a knowing that there is that connection there and to that, Thing that energy, uh, and so what am I referring to? I know I love this topic, but I haven't done I don't share a lot on this topic actually. But I am a very much a deeply spiritual person, I just don't uh, I don't talk too much about it. So forgive me if I don't have all the right words. But that energy that I'm referring to, I like to say it's the energy that animates my body, so it's the same energy that animates all of us, as Matt was saying. It animates Matt and Callan. And the word animate, I love. I use that specifically because the root of that word is anima, which in Latin means soul or spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is exactly it. And it's the same energy, that's the same intelligence, if you will, that animates an acorn turning into a tree, or an embryo turning into a, a fully formed human being—it's the same thing. And yes, we are intelligent beings, but at the same time, you know, as as you guys already know, if you listen to this podcast, my spirituality and and exists primarily through nature. That is where I see it most uh, obviously, and where I can connect most easily. So I would say. Um, yeah, like right now I'm looking at a tree and I'm thinking like me and the tree have that same energy that animates us, just like me and you, right? Um, and I do also want to make a point about religion. Thank you, Callan, for bringing that up because I grew up in the Catholic church. I did grow up from religious-ish uh, in Catholic school, Catholic church. I did all the things, all the sacraments, all the communions, all the confessing, la, 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 la. Um, and I've even done a few podcasts here about religion, one on Christianity, one about guilt and shame. Um, and I think religion is actually quite fascinating to me. I think it's very interesting. Like Callan, I, I pushed it away uh, when I first came out, cause I was like, oh, this, these two things are incompatible. I've since changed my mind on the incompatibility. Um, but I think that it's very different than spirituality and the way that I see it is that religion is a framework. To get there. So we're all trying to, we're all on our journeys to get to this connection uh, that we're talking about, but religion gives people a framework, which for a lot of people can be very useful. Here's the rituals. Here's what we do. Here's what we wear. Here's how we act. And that for a lot of people is very helpful, not necessarily for me, but for a lot of people, it is very helpful. I like to find my own way, typical Michael fashion. I like to find my own path. I don't need someone else's path. However, I will say this. I think <laughs> that a lot of religions at the end of the day, are all a different path to the same endpoint, and that is that connection to God, Universe, Source, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, I think it's important. So when I'm speaking, you know, same as Matt, I use those words interchangeably all the time. Um, and I do want to make a little note that I see religion as a framework under the umbrella of spirituality, but not necessarily the same thing. You know, like I always used to say, i consider myself spiritual, but not religious, which I think a lot of people can relate with. Um, but I don't throw away all aspects of religion by any means. I think there's, there's tidbits, uh, and and rituals even, um, parables even in in many different religions that I like to kind of take a little bit of each make a little mosaic that is perfect for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. You guys really help form what I want to share. So thank you. Um, I like the idea of a mosaic because that's exactly what my spirituality has been. Like everything I've experienced in my life has, has made me seek, right. That's a lot of spirituality for me is seeking, seeking truth. And I seek something, I find it, it feels good. And it now becomes a part of my spirituality. So my spirituality is very unique to me. And I always say there's 8 billion paths on this planet to God, right? We all have our own unique path. And some people choose religion, which is something that's more organized. And they prefer people to, you know, preach at them every week and share and and stimulate that stuff. And then there's, you know, in my opinion, spirituality, which is like taking from, it might be different religions from different cultures, things like that, and, and creating um, a set of rituals or practices or beliefs um, as a way to kind of form um, how you relate to the world around you, I think. Um, so that's kind of my off the cuff. And then I did write a, um, a definition down. So I put um, a faith filled belief, um, there is something greater than myself something more to being human than the material or physical, and that the greater whole to which I am a part of is divine in nature. Spirituality gives me faith, meaning, and purpose in my life. It is a giant umbrella that encompasses my journey towards understanding myself and my relationship to the universe. And I do use the word universe. That's my preference over God or source or anything. The universe is just this massive, giant thing. <laughs> like, Never-ending thing. It's amazing, right? <laughs> and it's always bringing to you what you need. That's the thing. Right. And I think that's, you know, my, my experience of, of reality has been so dualistic in between ego and, and mind. And I often have suffered so much because I approached, I approached the world through my mind and my ego for so long. And I could never see that the universe was giving me what I needed not what I wanted. Right. And then it always in hindsight, always in hindsight, I'm like, oh shit, that's exactly why the universe brought that person or that situation or that suffering to me because it allowed me to shed something that wasn't serving me. So I could step into this next version of myself that I'm evolving into. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really, yeah, I just get this, this, this kind of feeling of like, When I use the the term umbrella spirituality for me is kind of like this 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 refuge that I can you know hide under when it's like pouring and there's lightning and then thunder it's just this this real safe place that I can find a home in and and do um what I need to do to kind of really connect to myself and others right through my spiritual practices how I've connected with with others so yeah um you guys want to add anything else on that question I, else I just love
1: that visual that you gave—the umbrella mm. and like, you know, all the shit could be hitting the top of the umbrella, but you're under there and you're like, okay, I can see it. It's out there. I'm acknowledging yeah. it, but it doesn't have to be in my sphere. It doesn't need to be hitting me. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that, Callan. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to the next question. So, what in your life brought you to spirituality? I'm looking at. Very forward to hearing what your guys' uh, answers are to this. Um, and let's start with Michael.
2: All oh, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this topic. I feel like each question could be its own freaking episode, but I'll yeah. try my very best to keep this one uh, brief. So, the way I want to answer it is, is a very specific moment. Um, like, of course, I was going through, like, like many people, a challenging time in my life. And, and that's sort of what brought me there. I don't really want to talk about that, though. I want to talk about the very specific moment that, it hit me like, oh shit, this shit's for real. Mm -hmm. So there's a saying, um, I don't know where it's from, but when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The student was ready. I wasn't looking for no teacher, but she appeared. So I've had many teachers over over the years with spiritualities. I'm sure you guys could could agree. You kind of go from one to another and they all serve very different purposes, Mm -hmm. Um, but you always remember your first as they say. So that's what I'm going to share. Okay. So for me, it was a very dreary Saturday afternoon, I'll never forget it. I was lying in bed in my old place, being lazy. I had a date later that night, uh, and I was in the part of my life where I was still very much reeling and obsessed and uh, having a very hard time getting over my ex. So I was Googling how to get over your ex. Google away, as we do. What video shows up? (laughs) The opposite. Something called how to get your ex back was the name of it. And it was a YouTube video. I'll never forget it. And I was like, well, this is the opposite of what I wanted, but of course I wanted my ex back. (laughs) So I clicked on it. I clicked on the video, how to get your ex back. And it was an audio. And it was this wacky, old, batshit crazy lady. And she was talking about energy and something called the law of attraction, which didn't make any fucking sense to me. And she was apparently channeling this group of entities known as Abraham. And I was like, this woman is batshit fucking crazy. What is this nonsense? <laughs> but, but there was something about her, I will say, as much as my brain was like, Next video, there was something about her. I was drawn to her. She made me laugh. She was funny. She was eloquent. And there was something that something to her, to what she was saying that actually made sense to me and kept me going. So beyond all that wacky stuff, I stayed I, and I kind of listened to the video. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. Um, and I didn't think much of it because I was going to be late for my date. So I was like, okay, whatever this law of attraction lady is, whatever. I'll get to this later. Close my laptop, shower, go on my date, blah, la la. So then, this is like maybe two hours later. I'm on this date with this guy. We're talking. He was talking about his ex. He uh, just broke up with somebody and it was really hard, and la, la la. And it was very clear to me that he was still in love with him. And then I was like, Well, I'm going to share my ex story doing. Here we were, these two guys on a date talking about our exes and how much we love and miss them. And he pauses. He looks at me and he smiles. And does he not fucking say, This is the law of attraction at work? Mm. I was like, what did you just say? The what? Like, guys, two hours, two hours after I just shut down my laptop and said, This bitch is crazy. So this at uh, this point was like more than a coincidence. I was taken aback. I was like, okay, I've heard you. And then from there on, the synchronicities just happened. So, you know, they say the universe first like throws a little stone at you to get your attention. You don't really listen. And then next thing you know, just throws a fucking brick. So for me, that was the brick. And I was like, okay something is on with this law of attraction nonsense. So yada, yada, yada fast forward, I won't go into it, but fast forward a few years later, when I started my blog, my wellness blog for gay men, the very first blog post I did was a 12 part series called applying the 12 laws of the universe, which law of attraction is but one of 12 of them, or there's many, but yeah, uh, which still to this day, I refer to these laws as part of my spiritual practice. So that was what brought me to spirituality. Uh, it was, it was, I guess, in effect the law of attraction, which was, I, I would say, the doorway into it. Uh, Abraham Hicks is who I was referring to, by the way. You might know her as Esther Hicks. Uh, she was my very first teacher. I still fucking love her. She is wacky, batshit crazy, but I just love that stuff. And she just has a way with words uh, that I just, I still look up to her in many ways. Um, since then, I will say I've had some other teachers: Marianne Williamson, Caroline Mace. Eckhart Tolle, Gary Zukov, Michael Singer, Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Dyer. So, yeah, that was my Abraham was my intro. It was technically a Law of Attraction video, which I, I kind of wrote off, and since then, I've I've gone much much deeper into that, uh, way beyond Law of Attraction, into you know the full the full gambit.
0: Mm. Thanks for sharing.
2: <laughs> I love that. I, I think I don't think I've ever
0: seen you kind of that passionate and lit up. And I've known you yeah. for two years now, so like I, yeah, that I, was really cool to experience that.
2: I don't talk about this, and I don't think a lot of people know that story. Just very, very few people know that story. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. now a lot of people know that story. Yeah, I know right? <laughs> Might as well.
1: Like thousands of people now know that story. <laughs> but I love that because I love Esther Hicks, Esther Jerry Hicks, and Abram. Like. I was, the reason I like, they probably saw me looking off to the side is because I was going to YouTube to try and find what my favorite meditation is. Like one of my favorite meditations to do is um, if you go on YouTube and you Google, uh, look up Abram Hicks, it's good to feel good. It's about a 10 minute long video. The, the mind blowingness of the channeling that she does in that video of like, just like the lot, like I love it because it's so logical, but it's also so spiritual and it just blends both of the worlds that I love together so yeah when you were saying that I was like yes I gotta go find that video <laughs> um so yeah so I love that that's such a good story <laughs> um okay so what's the question? okay so what in your life brought you to spirituality mm, I got a journey as well um so mine started um god I don't even remember the year long time ago. It was after high school. It's like a year, two years after high school. No, it was after I moved back from the UK, I think. Yeah, so it must have been 2008. Yeah, I think it was 2008. And um, I was building a nonprofit organization um, called the Diversity Project. And I was gonna take like presentations to high schools and take like a diverse group of people. And we were gonna do talks on like bullying and homophobia, transphobia, racism, like kind of all the things together. And we were gonna take um, like special performances from like celebrity type people or local celebrity type people and like how these things affected their lives. Um, and part of that was, I was looking for kind of like a board of directors. And so my old friend, Heather Pinnell, who you may or may not know, I've talked about her a couple of times. Um, she was interested and I'd known her since like middle school, since very, very young age. And I was like, okay, cool. And well, let's go to the Starbucks that I was working at at the time. And like, let's, let's have a conversation about this. Um, and so, or the Starbucks I had worked at. And then, so we go and we're there and I'm so into it and so passionate and like just living my best life of like all these ideas. And she just looks at me sideways, kind of like does this like tilt to the side. She's like, you have no idea, do you? And I was like, no idea about what (laughs) she's like, you literally have like angels and guides and all these people flying around you. And like, they are bringing all this information to you so that you can bring it into the world. And I was like, Part of me is like, oh, no, Heather's batshit crazy. (laughs) And then the other part of me was like, tell me more about this. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm curious what's going on. Um, And we'd always been like friendly to each other and like acquainted, but we'd never been like friends' friends. And so from that moment onwards, we both worked together to develop the nonprofit organization. which was short lived because we were building it in a down economy. It was like, that's when like all the banks went bankrupt and all that kind of stuff. Um, So that wasn't a wise choice, but we learned a lot from it. And through that friendship and through working together, we did so much spiritual work together. Um, and she was my, she was my segue into a realm of things that I just had no idea about. And it's, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know what I'm saying? I know you guys know what I'm saying. Cause once you see it and once you go into it, you're like, oh, I can't go back from this. Um, and so she would take me to like full moon meditations. I met such a beautiful group of people. Um, that we would just get together. And it was just like friends that were hanging out, we'd eat good food, we'd laugh. And then we would just do like full moon meditations. And we'd all meditate together. And it was like 15, 20 people. And I was like, this is wild and weird, but I kind of like it. It's fun. Um, and then some, some of them were tarot card readers and that, you know, very ethereal type stuff. So people would do card readings. And it was just, it was just fun and and enjoyable. And that's where I was introduced to a lot of my teachers, like Um, Michael you mentioned a lot of them like Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Louise Hay, Cheryl Richardson, Gabrielle Bernstein was probably my first big like book kind of person because Heather had taken me to the bookstore and I was like what book should I start with like where should I start she's like oh you know and she pulled out um, I think it was Gabby's second book. Um, I can't remember which one it was. Um, So that's where I kind of started and I just kind of started reading and like really diving into that because I'm a very like logical minded analytical brain and so I just started reading and reading and reading and doing my own work and kind of uh what is Esther and Jerry Hicks they have a book ask and you shall receive I think ask and it is given ask and it is given Holy, blew my mind that's one of my favorite books uh spiritually speaking that really like had me going aha and then you know of course you read the four agreements and all that kind of stuff so yeah. that's so I owe Heather so much and I tell her all the time and we're still good friends we still like she's building really great amazing stuff right now and like she's built amazing things and I just see so much good stuff coming to her and I'm so grateful to have had her in my life to be a guide not only a guide but also a friend um and just somebody to be like "Yep, it's totally cool it's totally normal do you like enjoy it and and provided me that space to explore that side of me without it you know somebody looking at you sideways or like you know shaming you into it because you know when you talk about this kind of thing in the outside world or especially in the gay community there's the people who are like full blown down the rabbit hole and you know the friends are always like oh yeah her she does the tarot cards or the this and the that and they make it sound like very like it's not a good feeling it makes it very shaming that and so I was mm-hmm. very grateful to have found people who that wasn't the energy and I could actually explore it and just pick and choose what felt right to me and what I enjoyed um, and I think that that's what I, a lot of the community and what I'm trying to move towards is that exception of just like let people be who they are and let them explore these things because if you're shaming it, oh, that's probably a direction you should go in then because there's something inside of you that's insecure around it because if you mm-hmm. weren't, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, oh, that's awesome, good for you. You know, it's only when something rubs us and something picks at something that you know is inside of us that it makes us do those shamey type things. So that's my adventure with finding my spiritual path and kind of being led to like meditation, all that kind of stuff. But I'm curious, um, I'm curious as to your story, Matt. Yeah, I'll try and share a
0: story, but I want to say one thing. It actually bothers me when people use the word woo-woo to describe spirituality, because it's almost like, and people preface it. They'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go woo-woo here. So hang with me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why are you taking yourself down a level to prepare people? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I I love what you, how you, you put the bow on that. It's like, just let people move their way towards the things that they need in this life, in the reality that they're choosing to participate in. Um, that's going to inform their beliefs and their values and all, all that. Like, why can't we just give each other space? Right. So if somebody wants to, you know, hold crystal balls and predict the future, like what, what impact does that have on you as a person? That's what I want people to ask. Like, wh- why do you care if people indulge themselves in, in things that maybe you can't understand or see, right? So I really want people to open their mind to that because um, I have experienced that my whole life, right? I've been all into the whole, you know, non-conventional things and I've, I've experienced judgment from my family, from some of my friends, Um so I don't. I know what it's like to be on that side of things, and it's not really. It's not good. Do you know what I mean? But now I'm like, I'm very confident about this stuff, and I lead with it because I know that it's had such an impact on my life and the life of the people that I associate with. So anyway, that's a side note. Um, okay. So my story. Jeez. Um, yeah. I I, I've said this before in the the past episodes, I struggled with a crack addiction from the age of 17 to 24 and pretty much addiction from the age of 11 all the way to 24, but very, very hardcore addiction in that time period. And I've always had some sort of connection to something, um, but because I shut off my emotions and I went into a dissociative state and repressed, I kind of lost that connection. Um, And part of my journey has been about kind of remembering what it was that Um, that I felt really connected to even as a kid. And um, so coming out of my addiction, uh, my uncle, who um, is also gay, and he's, uh, uh, he was a kind of a mentor for me coming out. Um, He's like, you should come to uh, my friend's house, there's going to be like this party thing, whatever. And there's going to be a a lady that's going to be presenting on essential oils. And I'm thinking like, Oh, like, okay, like, sure, I'll go. And Um, it was this young living presentation, which is an essential oil company. So I'm there and this woman, I walk in and I look at her and I was like, immediately, I just felt like she was almost like my mother or something. Like there was a, her eyes looked so familiar. Like I had met her before and I've had this happen. Like I would say maybe a dozen times in my life uh, up to this point now, right. Um, where I've had that experience with people where I'm like, holy shit. Like, I feel like I know you. It's so strange. So this woman's name is Gloria. She was, she's at that time probably about 60 um, and just had a really beautiful energy. And I was really drawn to her. So she did her presentation. I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up and whatever. And I ended up going down the rabbit hole of like, I'm going to educate people on oils and I use them. And they're like the most amazing thing. I still use them every day. I have some burning right above me right now as we speak. So um, essential oils was kind of like the thing that grounded me. Like it really brought me back into like something. I don't know. It was just, they're very potent for me. Um, And then getting into that and doing presentations and kind of being mentored by Gloria, I was introduced to the shamanic community in Calgary, which is, um, pretty strong here. And there's, um, there was like healing circles and sound healing circles and all this stuff. So I started attending all these things and I started meeting, um, different people. I, I got connected to, um, a couple shamans. And, um, I started, uh, studying Peruvian shamanism around that time. So I did that for about, um, six years and I worked with these two sisters that teach, um, this and, um, and this became a really big part of my spiritual practice, um, working with the land, working with the elements, um, was a really big part of my connection to spirituality and, um, and then going through my schooling um, as well and learning about psychology. So for me, psychology and spirituality are like intersected and they're, there's a very fine line between them for me. Um, not everybody sees it that way, but I, I do see it that way. I'm, I would say I'm more of a spiritual psychologist. Um, and uh, that was a, also a big part of me understanding me, like my nature, how my mind works. And, um, and then pairing that up with the 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 shamanic work and working with with nature and then working with my mind it was kind of like um i just developed a real strong interest in this and uh um, because of the you know struggling with addiction i actually studied addiction counseling and learned how to kind of work with that and um So yeah, it, it, it came out of suffering. Um, and then when I, I know in my life, when I'm really strongly connected to my spirituality and I really rely on it is when I'm, um, when I'm losing meaning and purpose. And that's happened to me twice now in my life where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I was very confused. And, um, it was, it was the thing that really helped me kind of understand what it is that I'm here for, right? Like there's, um, my human self, which has an idea of why I'm here. And then there's my spiritual self, which is the, what I allow govern me. Now <laughs> I don't resist it, but I, it's almost like a soul purpose. Like my soul came into this life to choose. Like I'm here to help elevate the consciousness of humanity. That's one of my, my, my missions on, in this life. And, um, I do that through spirituality. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Like it. Yeah. Thanks um okay so third question what does your spiritual practice involve so Callan you said that you know spirituality for you is very tangible and it's like like things that you do I'm curious what are some of those things for you
1: um so for me it's always it's floated in and out but meditation um I've gone through bouts where I could meditate for like an hour hour and a half no problem um, and like, I've even fallen asleep in a seated position, meditating and woken up and been like, huh, like not, that's not meditation. Sleeping is not meditation, but like, that's how relaxed and how like zenned out I had gotten. Um, and then, you know, you fall off the wagon, you get back on, you fall off the wagon. Um, and for me, it's all about like, it comes when I need it. And I try to implement it into my life. So now I actually have it as like, Uh, Part of my checklist for my evening going to bed routine um, is uh, doing a 12 minute meditation and kind of just like emptying the day out and kind of just bringing it back to my breath and kind of I always focus on the blackness behind my eyes, and I always just look at that blackness and I'm like I always pick like just sound music because I don't like being led. Like I, I enjoyed like when Oprah and Deepak were doing theirs. Like I enjoy those every once in a while, but like for the most part, i like to just do the kind of emptying my space. Um, and thoughts come all the time, but getting back to, okay, okay, no, I'm supposed to be like, this is where I am right now. I'm, I'm breathing through this. So meditation is one of my things. And then also I've started a gratitude journal, um, which mm-hmm. I've done off and on throughout the years, but now it's been very, very consistent recently. And I've noticed a lot of changes happening in my life, like really positive ones. So I'm like, okay, there's something here again. Um, and so I just write down five things. I just pick them throughout the day of like what they are. And it just reminds me of like, what happened that day and to be grateful for it. Cause I can then go to bed on like a good note of like, even if something shit happens, then I'm like, but it doesn't matter. Cause I'm still like, I'm still grateful for these positive things that happened and I acknowledge the shitty thing that happened, but it's kind of helps me rebalance out instead of just because, you know, human tendency, we kind of tend to focus on those negative experiences that we have, because obviously they stir things up in us that we need to heal and move through. Um, And so, yeah, just doing those two things has really helped me mentally and emotionally to continue like my own spiritual practice. For a while, I was trying to, like, actually um, study the uh, Course in Miracles, which if people are familiar with, I know that Louise Hay and Gabrielle Bernstein and a lot of other leaders have studied it. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was two scientists who were kind of, like, out to prove, like the non-existence of religion or God or something like that. But then they actually found that they're like, oh, no, we actually proved the opposite. (laughs) They're like, wait a second, there's something here. Um, And so I like that kind of that it's a a weird kind of scientific look at it. And, but it's very, it's very heavy. It's a very thick, like it's literally, it's huge. It's a very thick, very heavy read. So I kind of fall off the bandwagon, but I've been thinking to maybe implement that into the mornings, like before I start my work, just reading like a couple of pages or pages and just kind of, you know, pondering the questions or the things that they put forward. But I also have like the May Cause Cause Miracles for Dummies. So I might just read that as well, (laughs) just to get the, you know, the footnotes of it all. but those are the kinds of things that I work into my like spiritual spiritual practice but then my body spiritual practice is like going to dodgeball on Mondays hanging Mm. out with friends going out like that's part of my spiritual practice is because that brings me closer to community it brings me and community brings me closer to just being and the reason for existence and humanity so Mm. it it brings out that spiritual side in me because I'm like, this is me experiencing life to the fullest. You know, I can go in my my little cave and be in my brain and work and do all that kind of stuff. But if I'm not really connecting with other people and I'm not experiencing that, to me, that's cutting off like a limb of my spiritual experience. So yeah, that's what it is for me. Mm, well said. I like that. I like that last
0: part, cutting off a limb of your spiritual experience, which is the relational. Yeah, it's a big
2: part of it. Mm.
0: Thanks for sharing.
2: What about you, Michael? Yeah, there's so much of what you guys just shared in the last few that I want to go back to, but I'll try to stick again to the question at hand. What isn't part of my spiritual practice these days? I mean, there's the actual like conscious, this is part of my spiritual practice, but I think Calen, great point at the end there. Um, everything that we do, it's not like, oh, spirituality is over here in this little part of your life and like, here's the rest of your life. It's it, every Everything is it like I have an argument with my partner. There's an opportunity there to, to practice spirituality or doing this podcast. This is an opportunity, a maybe more obvious one to practice my, have a spiritual practice. So it's always there, but I'll answer it in the obvious way. Like what, what does my conscious spiritual practice involve um, a spiritual practice? The way I like to define it is we talked about how there's many different paths to the same endpoint. The spiritual practice is finding what that path might be and what is on it. So um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think there's only what's right for you. Uh, like I said earlier, I borrow teachings from pretty much anywhere and everything. If it feels good, if it fits me, I'll use it. So for example, I'll read tarot cards, but I also pray. But the way I pray is not the way they taught me how to pray in school. <laughs> Definitely don't pray like that. If a priest heard the way I talked to God he or she would, or he would have a meltdown (laughs) because I I talk to God or the universe as I would talk to a friend. Like I would cuss the bitch out sometimes if I'm not happy and that helps me. And like, it's not like, I don't believe that there's this God there. Who's like, Oh, I'm judging the way you're talking to me. I don't believe that at all. That's not at all the way I view God or the universe. I don't think there is any judgment there, but anyway, that helps me Uh, if I'm not praying, like speaking, I might journal, I might talk to to God in that way. That's a, it's a form of prayer. Um, I I pray with, with feeling though. I think that's why I use my own words because my words feel like I I can feel with my words. Other words, sometimes that's not true. There will be affirmations or mantras that I really, that really speak to me. And those ones I can like get behind. And I I love when people share those, that really helps me. Um, But yeah, so prayer is a big one. Um, Feeling that like that I can talk to this this energy that that animates me, uh, helps me as if it's a person. Uh, But I would say probably my biggest spiritual practice is again in nature. Um, It's also my greatest spiritual teacher. And I don't really have a specific practice besides just getting into nature and observing it, being around it. For me, there is incredible amounts of symbolism in in nature for spirituality uh, i, I referred to those 12 universal laws earlier they're all laws found within the nature polarity rhythm uh divine oneness correspondence all these things that go hand in hand gender masculine feminine all these things are are in nature they're not even things that were given down by some by some like being it's just they're there they're there for us to observe it makes it very easy for me i could observe it i could believe it
0: mm.
2: so i think um in terms of practice, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> my partner's so patient with me, but I'm that guy who will like be walking down the street having a conversation. And I'll just stop and I'll, like just look at a, a plant or a rose and just be like, wow, mm. look. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, yeah, just can we keep going? Or like the moon. The moon is something I always like, I will almost get into an accident driving if I see the moon and I'm like oh, my God, look at the moon. Like I will stop in my tracks if I'm walking and like just stare at the moon and just be in awe of it. I don't know what it is. I'm just that guy, Um, but there's something there for me. I feel so connected. I don't know what it is. I feel so, so connected when I can experience myself through nature. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to say it again. I don't really have the language for this, but that's the best way I could describe it. So getting into nature, um, being, uh, being with it, realizing that I am part of it. We are, we're all one, right? Like I said earlier, I am the same, the same energy that animates the tree is the one that animates me. We are together, we are one, we're here of the same. Um, Yeah, but also the fun things like tarot. You guys know I love my Oracle decks, my tarot. I got, I have a stone here that I like to use for grounding. It's a beautiful guy. Um, Also I have the essential oils like Matt. I mean, these are all, I don't know if these are practices but these are all things that just help me feel connected. Uh, So they they help get me there. They're part of my path. They're part of my journey. Mm -hmm. That's
0: all I got. Thanks. And I would say they are for sure spiritual because if you think about it, that plant that you're stopping and observing is literally in the vibration of that oil that you have, right? So it's like the plants are giving us, they're sustaining us. It's like everything is so interconnected. Um, I always say I'm a a human being having a spiritual experience, right? And then there's human beings who are having a human experience. And then there's human beings who are having a human and spiritual experience, right? It depends on on how much you want to go into this and Um, I'll talk about that in the next question around believing versus being skeptical and what that means for, for developing a spiritual practice. But um, as far as my own spiritual practice, I feel like it's the same as you, Michael. Like I'm always, I'm always in that space. It's just, it's how I'm, I've been incarnated into this life. Like I'm, I'm meant to perceive pretty much everything through the spiritual lens, um, which is, great because i like the depth of it but sometimes it's a bit much right because i'm always thinking so deep and contemplating so much and looking for the meaning in everything that it's like i I have to learn how to simplify my mind sometimes and just focus on things that aren't so uh, complex (laughs) but um So my practice would be one of the main things would be the pursuit of truth, right? And just always trying to move towards what feels in in the deepest resonance to me uh, and my nature. And I believe that truth isn't, uh, I believe there is absolute truth, but I believe we're all kind of tasting what that means and perceiving it. And creating our own reality because of it, which is why there's so much division in our world, is that we're all perceiving the world through a different lens, right? So I'm I'm always p- pursuing my truth, what that what is in most alignment and authentic to me and my nature. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, and then from that truth, kind of deep diving within myself to understand my nature um, and therefore the nature of the universe, right? Because um, understanding myself allows me to understand. Um, what it is that created me, right? And why I was created in the way that I was created. So, um, and then there's a saying, spirituality without shadow work is not spirituality, my friends. And I stand by that in such a big way because we, um, the things that are obstructing us from connecting to the divine, to source, to God, to whatever you want to call it, are, is the 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 disturbed human self, right? The, the disturbed ego, the disturbed mind that is not allowing us to, to, to see clearly or feel clearly. and shadow work is what allows us to clear that stuff out so we can have direct access to the divine. So shadow work is a big part of my journey and also inspiring, um, the activation of other people's shadows is part of my journey too. And, um, I try not to do it intentionally, but sometimes it comes out, um, because I, it's just part of my nature, right. To kind of, um, stimulate things so people can, you know, obviously elevate their consciousness. That's my, my attention is always pure. I never, I never used that in a, in a, Um, non-pure way but um, and then self-discovery of what is me and what isn't me that's been a big part of my practice and specifically the last two years which I would describe the last two years of my life as the hardest by far um, is the deconstruction of my conditioning and what isn't me and then grieving that and that's been so hard for me because I was so attached to this concept of who I was and in the end, it was not me. And that that confusion and that exhaustion of that deconstruction was so hard for me. And um, so self-discovery is a really big part of my journey. Um, And then some of the things that, um, you know, like the tangibles um, that I think are probably one of the funnest things of spirituality, which is like crystals and oracle cards and tarot cards and plant medicine and breath work and um, conscious relating, which is something that is very... I wouldn't say new, but it's, I've taken it to another level now is like, just, um, I've done a lot of deep inner work and a lot of shadow work. And now my relating game has kind of changed. Like I'm able to kind of be in conscious relationships and not be so activated, um, by them and be able to stay present in them and not be like codependent and like have to move too much into their experience. I'm able to kind of really stay more grounded in my experience, which hallelujah, because it's exhausting when you're living in other people's stuff, um working with the land and natural elements as i said and then Mm -hmm. the uh, one of the biggest things that i'm now learning um i never saw it this way but is uh, sex and sexuality and intimacy uh because in my opinion it's like that's that's one of our our direct access points to the divine is when we are in these sexual connections and 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 when i say that like i don't want to deface like um, but from and I'll speak from my own experience, but more sacred sexuality, where there's something that, where I, I feel like I'm able to connect with somebody on an emotional and an intellectual and a physical level. For me, um, physical sex doesn't take me to those higher realms, but when I'm connected with somebody and let's say we have a really great conversation and we have a, 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 a like a heart to heart, and then we have sex, it's, that's completely, that allows me to access those points that I, that I want to get, but I'm not saying that somebody can't access those points from physical sex but for me it doesn't happen um and then embodiment so everything I just described above if I'm in my body it elevates the spiritual experience if I'm just in my mind it doesn't really take me to those places that um that allow me to really maybe access the truth or the alignment uh, of the truth to who I am so yeah my spirituality happens in my body my psychology happens in my mind. That's kind of how I've discerned the two. So, yeah. All right. Um, final question. Uh, where can someone start if they want to develop a spiritual practice?
1: Let's go to Callan. All right. So for me, I'll just say like how I started, which was books. I read books. I listened to audiobooks. They have, you know, I love the app Libby. And I think, Michael, you use it as well. I don't know, Matt, you might use it. No? Okay. You told me about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Libby, it's through the library. So you can just borrow oh, audiobooks yeah. and borrow books for free, um, at least here in Canada. I don't know. I It might be down in the States as well. Um, and then just let yourself play, find some, find some mentors. You know, that's what I did. I, I, I looked around, saw who was out there. I did some digging, found some mentors in the shape of like Gabrielle Bernstein and Dr. Wayne Dyer. And, um, Hay House has a bunch of like, if you're just looking for somewhere to even just start Hay House is like a company as a whole, they kind of produce the large portion of, you know, spiritual teachers and, and mentors and that kind of a thing in their, ballpark of, of stuff. So um kind of go in that direction and find, you know, people who resonate for you. Um I like people who dig into like the sciences and and those kinds of things. So I really resonate with those kinds of teachers, but books and reading is really where I started. Um, and go take it easy. Don't you don't need to go, you know, down the rabbit hole and go as far as you can and just like believe everything that you read. Like Take on what resonates true to you. And you know, it's like pick a la carte. That's like any spirituality for me is pick a la carte. What resonates for you, great. If it doesn't, okay, leave it for whoever it does. Like you don't need to rage against it or whatever. It's just, you know, okay. I like this, I like this, and I like this. Okay, well, then I'm gonna make it my practice. Um, and just start easy and just do one percent at a time, you know, do one little new thing. For me, that was, you know, okay, implementing meditation again and then after that got good okay implementing a gratitude journal again and like each time I can kind of layer things on because once you build the habits into your system then it's easy then you know you can add in the next thing and just kind of let yourself have fun with it. Don't take it so seriously and don't make it like the be all end all, or has to be this way or has to be that way. Mm. It has to be whatever way fits you and what's right for you, but that does not mean it's right for anybody else because we're all unique and individual, which means we're all going to have unique and individual ways of practicing. So that's it for me. Um, Mm. What about you, Michael?
2: Exactly what you said. Perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like repeat. Uh, Yeah. Have fun. It's, it's not, um, you know, the word spirituality, I think for a lot of people brings up a really like serious vibe, at least it is for me. Or when I, when I say that word out, it's like, oh, spirituality, but it's like, no, it's super fun. And it's a lot of fun. It could be sex. Like Matt was referring to, uh, for me, I, I kind of got into it through the kind of manifesting kind of Avenue, uh, led me down the rabbit hole and I'm someone who loves going down rabbit holes. So, uh, I did. Um, but I think you know. If you've made it this far into the podcast, obviously there's something here for you. Think back to what we've said today. Does anything kind of spark your interest, spark your curiosity? Um, start there. Go with, go with, just be curious and say, oh, that was interesting. He talked about something. Uh, I wonder what that's about. Um, of course, like I was saying, you know, get outside. Uh, there is, I think for a lot of people, an energy in nature that if we it's there. I just don't think a lot of people are paying attention to it often enough. Uh, and if you let yourself go there and you feel yourself, just be present with it. Um, it's magical. I would. I would, and I use that word very deliberately. For me, it feels magical. Um, so you know, there there are lots of ways to inspire yourself within nature. Meditation is a good one as well. I think at, at the very least, what meditation did for me is it led me to understand how my thoughts and my feelings were not who I was, that I was the witness, the consciousness, the awareness behind all that drama. Um, It wasn't until I actually did a few meditations. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I'm witnessing these thoughts. I'm just, I'm just feeling these feelings. It is not who I am. That really helped. So I definitely think there's a lot, uh, a lot of benefit in starting a meditation practice. It could just be a few minutes could be guided, unguided. There's lots of apps out there. Um, yeah, have fun. Have fun with it. It's it's a super fun journey to be on. It's your journey. No one else gets to tell you what to do. No one else gets to tell you how to do it. I, I think that part for me has been really fun. Um, with respect to body, you guys had talked about like, you know, um spirituality within your body. I think the s- simpleness of like feeling my lungs breathe in and out. I think on one podcast I talked about going to get an ultrasound on my heart. And like almost broke into tears because I was like watching this heartbeat and it was like, mm-hmm. this fucking thing has been beating my whole life without me having to do anything. I haven't told it what to do. It just does no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, like that blows my mind. Like, so I sometimes I'll just put my hand on my heart and feel it beating. And that for me is, feels very connected. Cause again, for me, that intelligence that beats my heart is, is my connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are some fun ways. If you're, if you're into the things like, uh, Oracle decks and stuff. I have a bunch. Yeah, you guys do too. I know that. Uh, for those people who are analytically minded, there's a book that I want to recommend. It's called uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris. It's called uh, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. So if perhaps you were grew up in more of a religious background like I did, it really helps differentiate and untangle those two concepts. So uh, I definitely recommend that. And of course, last thing, obviously, guys, uh, hit up. Hit us up, Matt Kellen and I. We clearly all very much love this topic. We can, if you're curious and want to know more, like it's a great place to have someone that you know is going to be okay with having questions. Uh, For me, once I kind of went down my journey, all of a sudden these people started showing up in my life as it does, as the universe does, who were like, oh, all of a sudden now they're into astrology and they're telling me about Mm -hmm. my moon and rising. I don't know what the fuck that was. I was like, I'm a Gemini. What does that mean? But like all these people started showing up and as you as you make yourself open to learning, the universe will fill in the path for you. So yeah, reach out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Well said, I wrote down a few things. Um, the first one I think would be lead with curiosity. Like I said, my little soapbox rant about um, like people who are skeptical and who judge this sort of stuff. Um, I, when I, when I, cause I, there was a part of me maybe at, at life where I was a little bit skeptical, but I think I've always been more of a believer, but I do understand the skeptic. I understand the skeptic mind. Um, and, but I want to ask somebody who's struggling with this. Um, and maybe there's judgments coming up with some of the things we're talking about in this podcast. What do you gain out of believing? And what do you gain out of not believing? Just, just simple, just ask yourself that. Because most of us, we are, we're skeptics because we don't wanna be fooled. We don't want the wool pulled over our eyes. So we're always looking for, for things that are not real or not genuine. Um, and then there's the believing, which is you know believing in the possibility that this, we live in a, in a abundant universe with infinite possibilities and anything can really be possible, right? So I just think that for me, this is my own experience, Gravitating towards believing has always led me to positivity and gravitating towards skepticism has always led me towards negativity. Not going to say that's going to be everyone's experience, but for me, that's what, uh, what comes up and believing tends to be more rooted in love for me and skepticism tends to be rooted more in fear. So again, it's like, where do I want to draw my attention towards? Um, the other thing is follow what inspires you. The feeling of inspiration. I think I love that even more than love. Um, it's just such a amazing feeling. It's like something t- completely takes over me and I just get inspired to create. It's like my creative life force is en- energy is just flowing. So for me, I know when I'm inspired, it means I'm on the right path and I'm being guided and something beyond me is like, yep. Yeah. Here's this inspiration to show you that you're, you're you're right where you need to be. Right. Um and then that leads to like looking for the meaning of things happening in your life for me that's a, that's a big part of my spiritual practice is like when things happen good or bad i'm always trying to look for the meaning why would this happen and being you know curious around that and exploring that i think that is spirituality uh, within itself um, and it could be like a great way for somebody to start to explore something beyond um, just the reality that they have chosen to kind of participate in, which is the reality of probably their psychology, right? That there's something else there that maybe uh, meaning will will lead you to that. Um, practicing virtues. I have a I think something called the Virtue Project, and there's like 100 virtue cards. And I work with these cards um, as a way to, um, I guess, just keep myself working towards bettering myself, like different virtues, humility, these sorts of things. So virtues is almost, you know, within each virtue, there's going to be some sort of spiritual element that you can play around with. Um, And then my last one is observe nature. Like Michael said, like, when you're observing nature, you're observing yourself. When you're feeling your own heartbeat or focusing on your breath, you're literally participating in this massive universal intelligence that's playing out whether you um, choose it or not, right? It's, It's there. So...
1: Yeah. Those are mine. I love those. I do have one that I I forgot that I want to say is that, you know, this is lifelong. It's not Mm -hmm. a be all end all. It's not like right now. It's all of this is like, once you make the decision, it's like, it's a lifelong kind of a thing. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's take your time, go slow. You don't have to do it all at once because you you can't and just enjoy Mm -hmm. the fact that you're going to be able to go on this amazing adventure for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. having this knowledge now yeah yeah
2: i love that anything from you michael yeah i just don't know if you, if you know this map but the word inspire which i know is your uh, your insta inspired to be authentic but the word inspire is actually the latin the root is to breathe in mm, i did not know that that's yeah beautiful. so yeah
0: yeah. Good one. yeah yeah thanks for sharing that all right well thanks everybody for um joining us on this journey. Uh, hopefully you learned something valuable today that you can, like Callan said, start practicing little little bits here and there. And um, if you're not already, come and join us in the private Facebook group, The Gay Men's Brotherhood, um, where this is exactly what we're building. We're building a conscious community of like-minded, like-hearted gay men who want to personally develop and, and spiritually develop, right? So it's a great place to access uh, that. And um, if you are watching on YouTube, please leave us a review. We love to hear from you guys' comments, and we will share them in, in future episodes. And if you are on your favorite podcasting platform, please like, subscribe, do all the things. I feel like we don't have to be as repetitive anymore. People know what to do. <laughs> Send us some love Yeah, and share your thoughts and feelings, really, that maybe we'll just start saying that at the end. But
1: yeah, um, anyways, much love to everybody. And uh, thanks again to you two for... I got one more because yeah. this weekend in two days, we are having our pride event in Toronto. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention that in two days on the 18th, if you're in Toronto and you want to come and hang out, Michael and I will be in Riverdale Park from 6pm till 8pm celebrating our pride with everybody else. Everybody is welcome. All friends, family. It's a completely open event bring towels to sit on or something to sit on and, you know, some soda or something to drink and just come and hang out for a good time. And yeah, that's just wanted to remind everybody that the event information will be in the show notes as well. Cool. Yeah, good reminder.
0: All right. Well, until next episode, y'all take care.